good evening. Saturday, January 8th, 2022, and I'm Robert Edward Booth, webmaster4threeoaks1.com. That's three oaks spelled out numeral one.com. I've decided to hold a Sabbath day on Saturday because my website can be contrite to a lot of the conventional Christian practices and and that's for a reason. That's because I don't really believe in the organized religion that's going on today. And while I explore more open-mindedly a relationship with the divine, I look to what edifies the spirit. What edifies the spirit without me, when I mean without me, I mean on the outside of me, and what edifies the spirit that's within me. there's record of and I say that for a reason there's record of Jesus Christ saying I am within you and you are within me and we are within him and he is within us well that's what I mean what edifies the spirit does does that mean what makes me feel good inside makes God feel good inside well all right A joyful spirit is a joy to the spirit, the spirit that is great, the same spirit that is evil. Those come together at a point for you, and whether you're conditioned and that's going to come together for you to satisfy the way you're conditioned or your nature might be an influence in where it comes together for you, where it makes you happiest. If you're conditioned to accept these things, to desire these things, then when things come together, both the great and terrible within you, you're going to feel inside you joy because things came together for you right there. Your spirit, your filter the likeness of maybe compared to these filters on the internet if you use that how you might set it up with you know ending soonest in the auction or best price or recently viewed something like that might be available in a filter and your own nature your own biorhythm or your own relationship with the divine spirit that you're within him being within us and us within him you have a biorhythm your energy relates and coincides with the divine so your fulfillment let's just compare it I mean if my nature is to be naughty know the song they play naughty by nature or what have you if my nature is to be naughty then things are going to come together for me and bring me joy where my nature comes together like a filter like it shows up 
the things that are on sale that are ending soonest in this auction are on best price in this auction. Every what my filtration work works like is where it's going to come together for me, unless I condition. I condition to find my joy after enough striving for that, stretching for that. I eventually make it something I'm conditioned to, and, and no longer my nature that was naughty and made it happiness and joy inside me. You know, there there will be a certain amount in the great and terrible you know, divine spirit satisfied because the spirits created all that is and, and everything that is great and everything that is terrible has been created by the one consciousness. You refer to that ordinarily as God, but there's people that don't prefer to use God because they're not religious. But the one consciousness or the divine spirit, those are sufficient. It may not come together there for, for every person. They might be conditioned to call him that God, and to them, that's dishonorable. But given what you really have coming through the organized religions, do they really know? They say they know. But do they really know based on where they're getting this information from? They'll tap the Bible, tap, tap, thump, thump. I know. And social pressure? If you do that in the right place and you're the oddball person, you're you're completely shunned because thumping the Bible. They call them th Bible thumps. I don't really appreciate that at threeoaks1.com. I appreciate if you love that one consciousness, if you love the spirit, if you love the divine, if you love God, that's fine. Personally, Unless I find something offensive, I'm not offended that you choose something different than myself. That's fascism. Ethically, that's wrong. Morally, that's wrong to be fascist. But my beliefs are the only way. And I would like to impose that on you or, or make you socially disgraced by thumping the Bible. That's fascism. I don't serve that at 3oaks1.com. I serve the divine. I serve the one consciousness. You say, that's God. Well, you've got a fellow named Jehovah Adonai that you refer to God in the conventional Christian church. Notice I said the conventional Christian church organized religion. I don't believe everything they have to offer. I don't believe that Jesus needs to be sitting up on a cross and you bowing down in front of him. I don't believe you need to bow down to anybody named Father when the Gnostics called the, the one consciousness, the divine spirit, Father. When when you can play shell tricks coming out of Roman writings and, and have, you know, like the shell on the table in the Jamaican islands where they play three shells and the peanuts under one of them, you gotta find the peanut. I don't I don't play that with you. When I say one consciousness like that, I mean the divine spirit. I don't mean Jehovah as an eye and say we're bowing to God. And I don't have no being that I refer you to when I say bow to the divine in any form of worship that one consciousness you bow to is spirit and spirit alone like the Islamics I approve of that by the Islamics when I find the Islamics leading that direction but every Islamic interprets differently there's I'm not everyone differently but but they're not all the same interpretations coming out of Islamics but but the ones I've talked to for the most part have been that there is no being that, that God the spirit could be 
maybe a depiction some level but but not any being that God is encompassed in it's just impossible God's too mighty God the spirit and they'll use the term God but when Christians say God they they do the shell trick what do you mean which peanut are you talking about when you say God see they can be referring to and drawing your heart a measure of your energy I'm a, I'm a Reiki energy healer Reiki energy's been around like 50 years but when when they do that, they put certain amount of your energy because of what they're referring to. They drag your energy like a witch would use the energy of somebody over here that's operating to create the energy they need in this thing they're trying to make happen by what plays or what ingredients they put into a work. They use that energy. So when these conventional Christians grab you and say, God, if they're reference and and you're weak in your faith is if they're if, if the way your your convictions work aren't very solid they're able to grab your energy and hand it to Job Adonai as he was God and to them in conventional Christianity yes me I don't lead you that way I'm an ordained minister I don't lead you that way there's only one God and that one God that monotheistic God is is the divine is the one consciousness that created everything, including Jehovah Adonai. Jehovah Adonai is evil. You say, that's the God of the Christian church. He's a good God. That's where they're playing shell tricks with you. That's where they're taking the versions, you know, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, to three shells, and they're shifting them around. They're calling it God. And unless you know where the point of focus is for your energy, when you agree with them or in your weak and your convictions, they yank a certain amount of your energy and agreement to this about God and attach you like a strand of energy to Jehovah Adonai, who is a evil demiurge, according to what they find that Jesus Christ said. I went to school for it. I got an A in it in Columbia University or college. It was Columbia College. I believe this is college, not university. And I got an A in the religious class, and, and, and scholars found that Jesus said an evil demiurge created all the profound world. And they say, but Jesus in the Bible says that I am him, when the Romans confronted him. But you'll notice somewhere in the findings about what Jesus all said, that, that at one point he said, I am him, yet I am not, yet I am. So the who's and the what's and the when's and the where's and the why's and the how's change around some. But by the time you let Romans burn books and burn people and create the Trinity that there was no talk about that Jesus was God other than the fact that you had him cornered by Romans and he said, I am him and he is me. Well, and there's a level that that, if you take out, you're sure if you take out the fact that I am, but I am not, but I am. You know, if you burn the books that had that and, and then put down a Trinity, you can have all these conventional Christians believe that a good God has forgiven you and just to just alleviate there was ever an evil demiurge that created everything you and me know about all the profound world so when you build your spirit when you edify your spirit you want to be firm in your convictions and when when somebody says God I, I want to put you on the spot what Where's the peanut this time? Do you mean Jesus, God, or since he is 
the same as Job adds and I at any point in conversation, any who's, where's, what's, and when's, and why's, and how's, there's a point that the Romans had him according to what there's documents. And, and that's not the most viable avenue that you can really put it together as because that was a wartime instance with the Romans killing the Jews that rebelled on them during an oppressive, you know, taking of taxes and, and providing certain military things and promise for the taxes they took up while they uh, inhabited or infiltrated the Mediterranean area and set up shop like compared to America and Cuba or, you know, America and Iran somewhere governing the, the communities there. And whatever revolt took place, the ones that after David became more military organized, somehow the thing went on that the war, the, the Jewish revolution went on. And, and that's when your Bible was formed. So as far as viable, um, worthy might be another word, avenues to find out what Jesus said, they can they they deceive you just like we're in the four synoptic gospels, Jesus was to have. And if you'll notice I say that because I did not know I was not there, but in documents, this will time the Bible. He says, you know, vipers, you're you're like vipers. You, you say you know, but you do not know. And you can check me on this. You you say you know, but you do not know. You are the ones who walk in sin. Well, they even know less now than than where Moses had brought back, you know, ancient writings and created the Talmud and the Torah and all off these ancient writings. And now our tribe, our, our spiritual leaders have led us this way. And we now believe this way. Well, Jesus was telling you, he said, if you don't know, say you don't know. And otherwise you're, you know, like vipers. I met a gal one time. She said, my mama taught me to watch out for snakes in the grass, how to recognize them. Well, I see in that conversation, Jesus had recognized some snakes in the grass. Well, if you was having a time of it where Moses had brought back writings to really know what went on, you weren't there to say the least. Now you've got a depiction coming out of Rome who was killing the Jews off. Any of them that revolted, you know, after they weren't either given the services they had promised for the taxation or overtaxing one or the other, but they had a revolution on their hands. And they killed the Jews off, and then they made you a Bible. It started it at 65 AD, right at the end of the battle of Masada, and, and the Jewish revolution went on. So Bible avenues, everything I'm telling you has been denoted somewhere, you know, Nagmahami, libraries, Gnostic teachings, somewhere, and I'll share stuff like that. And I'm ordained, but don't expect it to be conventional. Now, to edify your spirit is to build it up. To to edify your spirit is to be firm in your convictions. When you throw my energy in any way towards God, I want to know which peanuts you're talking about and which shell it's under because I don't want you to yank any amount of my energy in reference to God and drag it towards Job Adonai that he was God. He is not. He is your God because the Romans told you that Jesus said, I am him and he is me. Then they burn every book that quarreled that because they created the Trinity that was never really talked about. Other than that, you do have documents to say, I am him and he is me. You say, I am him 
yet I am not, yet I am. And sure, you can bend that. You can bend that to say, oh, that's where he's talking about the separation. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, we're not the same, but yet we are. Fine, then is Jesus evil? You're talking about the Gnostics, the Essenes, people like that, they agreed about the evil demiurge as best scholars can find. So is Jesus evil? You know what I'm saying? Um, great and terrible? Are we talking about the spirit? Are we talking about the comparison to the two dogs within with the Native Americans? Two dogs within, the good one and the bad one? Are we talking about the yin-yang principle like the Taoist? Spelled with the T-A-T-O-A-I, I don't know, yes? Same with ta Taoism, but it's pronounced Tao. So when you have the yin-yang, it also depicts the principles of spirit, great and terrible. So sure, I'm great and terrible. You're probably great and terrible. God's great and terrible. The spirit's great and terrible. Fine, which peanut are you talking about? Because I don't want in any way to worship anything separate claiming to be God when it the only one God is the divine, is the one consciousness. Who made Jehovah Adonai? I would like to ask you that. Draw me a picture that he made himself and then created the, the divine spirit after himself. I would love for you to depict that in any type of a drawing, how there was a, a being sitting there that created the great spirit to the Native Americans, the divine the one conscious. You, you can't say there was a being first. It just doesn't happen that way. There's no way for you to draw that out on any scientific depiction that you could say the Father created the, the Spirit. That didn't work that way. There was nothing. You know what I'm saying? There, there could be nothing without the Spirit. The Spirit sustains all that is. Without the Spirit, you can't have anything. So, you got to put the spirit first, and then Jehovah Adonai. So as far as an evil demiurge creating everything by the power of the spirit, giving it to him at a certain point, fine. But does that mean I still need to fear him? Well, here's what I would minister to you, and I'm not gone yet. And when I am gone, I can refer to this, that that the apostle, there's documentation. I, don't, I can't just take you to that right now. I'm just talking to you. You can look it up. There's documentation that an apostle said to Jesus said, only a cursed man hangs on a tree and spoke that to Jesus, that he was cursed by God, that he hung on a tree. So you think that'll happen to you because you won't admit that Jehovah Adonai is God and he created everything that you and me know about, all the profound world, seen and unseen, he created it. He couldn't have created the divine. He couldn't have created the one consciousness that created all the great and all the terrible. He could not have done that. Oh, but he's God. No, he's one-third of that trinity that did not exist until the Romans got a hold of it and burned all the books and burned all the people that was bringing any trouble to the table for them creating this trinity so they could have a church. So to edify your spirit, you need to be firm in your convictions. Now, you hear what I'm saying to you. If I did die and the spirit granted to Jehovah Adonai the power to take me, Then that's how it would happen, only by the power of the Spirit that made all things, including Jehovah and the Nine, Lucifer also, any number of gods, plural, that you make, and still only be one God. 
Now, I'm going to put the peanut where it belongs. I mean the one consciousness. One great and terrible. One divine spirit. Everything else from there does not exist. Jesus was denoted as saying, it's all illusion. Everything that is, is illusion. It's only there by the sustenance that the spirit gives it. A reflection, kind of the way there is scientifically. There's no color. Only reflection of color because of pigments. Pigments that are designed to reflect light. And to your and my eye, it appears as a color, but there is no color. Only reflection. So the same way with that I can best depict as far as my understanding so far is that we are, are technically we're just here because the Spirit allows us here like a reflection. Like that color that doesn't exist. We're reflections in the illusion, you know, the, the deeper mysteries of things. We technically are an illusion. Even though you can pinch you, you can shock you, and you can throw water on you. But it's a very powerful illusion. Your very life. So be firm in your convictions. And as far as edifying your spirit, feed yourself good fruits of the spirit. I believe that a lot of stuff got past the Romans who did burn books, who did burn people that quarreled with their church set up that happened in 65 AD during the Battle of Masada, at least at the end of the revolution, revolution of the Jews. So you'll want to feed the good fruits of spirit in your own self, that you are inside him. And like I was saying, just because things come together for you right there doesn't mean you're actually satisfying the best possible the term is a maxim, achieve a maxim, the best. If you find yourself in Christ, to me, to find yourself in Christ is like the waves that have a white cap on them. That's where they crest. Compare the word crest to a Christ, to, to a maxim, to the, to the peak of it. Yes, things are coming together for me, but does that mean I am at one with the divine? Have I peaked in my performance for the divine? Have things synchronized like you say people places circumstances and things the divine will speak to you are things synchronizing that I'm actually in that maxim or that Christ or that crest of the situation am I receiving am I connected to the divine or am I just DC am I just disconnected and feel okay does that mean I'm at the best place I feel like it back to back to the fact that what gave you joy when you're just a natural person and not really conditioned to upright training or conditioning can proper conviction so that things will work for a tribe or a people or a planet the people on the planet even we have to have a place where that works best for everybody and well it won't be the same for each individual we have to have a law or a governing culture that leaves room for everybody and if, and if it does have to go to these extremes that you have in this Bible, that some people deserve to die and probably did bleed through, but we don't know how much or how little because the Romans had their hands on it. And that's not the Jews. And you even know less now than the Jews that Jesus said, you're like vipers. You say you know, but you do not know. You're the ones who walk in sin. So feed those good fruits because a properly conditioned love properly conditioned peace a properly conditioned joy those are expansive you're kind of like a a, a a bicep exercise you contract and you expand 
some feelings contract. Anger. Oh. Stress, disease. I don't mean diseases and diseases physical, but disease. Stress, anger, hate, fear, constrict. You'll have to continue that in an outline form someday for us. Those things constrict, but to serve the light, because there's always enough darkness compared to what you do have documented, and I can use this principle. I don't know who said it. I like to give it to Jesus, my king, but but I don't know who said it. Serve the light, for there's always going to be enough darkness. So love and peace and joy, and not just according to my natural self, but to, according to a properly conditioned way that if, like holistic thinking, that if you were in my shoes doing what I'm doing at best I can connected to the spirit, looking and listening and feeling and watching how things synchronize in my life with the divine, if I can do my very best, which is all a person can do, to find that peak, that maxim, that Christ, or that comparison to the term crest, if I'll do that and I believe I'm there while I'm connected and feeling the synchronizing of people, places, circumstances, and things, I believe I'm where I should be. And if I've done that connected to the divine, watching, listening, looking for synchronicity, how things are working, and and, and like Christ getting killed for being cursed by God, you see. But see, Christ also said, my end will be my beginning. So he knew about that Taoism, the where the yin-yang had your, you know, your principles of spirit, and he knew to seek death because he had somehow explored in his abilities and, and spirit helpers and guides and things we know about as shaman witch healers, which I do practice some of. I'm not that great at it, but I practice that shaman witch healer where I can see I'm, I'm, I'm psychic to an extent, so I won't promise you a rose garden, all right? But what I do as an empath or super empath perceive to build that energy that comes with the expansion like love and peace and joy and you'll get a lot of that from righteousness from conditioning and thinking rightly and looking out for the best overall maxim or crest or Christ in the situation that you would serve if you'll do that and do your very best that's all that the divine can really expect try not to be disconnected from what you're hearing tasting touching smelling all your abilities, all your senses in relation to the divine, you will get disconnected. You will get distracted. The flesh forever resists the spirit, and the spirit resists the flesh. You'll get distracted by your spiritual life, whatever level that goes to for you. You know, right now you're receiving from the spirit in connection to it, and you couldn't pay attention to work for a second, and that cost you the whole project. Same way as far as trying to stay lined up with the spirit, lined up with the flesh and losing contact with the spirit you know the other direction happens so it's really a chore but you can do it knowing in faith that that divine spirit means well for all that it created but it might have to take certain ones at certain times for its own purpose and with every curse there's a blessing with every blessing there's a curse and they have denoted that Jesus said 
my end will be my beginning. So he paid the price. He paid the price of bleeding on the cross, suffering on the cross. I don't believe he died. Your, your body stays alive. Your spirit stays in your body. Scientifically, they've proven it for three days. He rose from the dead. To you and me, dead. But to a physician, don't don't put him in the ground for three days because his spirit is still there. Like Lazarus, he compared it to a deep sleep. So when he had to die to save us for our sins, he also is denoted as saying, you know, I do not have to die for your sins. I do not have to die so that God won't put you in hell. God already loves you. And that's what they have to know to say, that God already loves you. I don't have to die to save your soul. So completely contrite to either believe it or go to hell. You know, and that's what the church, the Catholic church gives you. And even the Baptist church preaches off of it. I, I don't preach that way. I preach the divine loves you like the Islamic says. And if you will, if you will ask for forgiveness, then the divine will forgive you. And you might not feel completely safe. You might have some conviction still on you. Well, then there's a reason for that. Because that divine, that God loves you. And if there's still some conviction, find out why. Just keep inquiring. Keep your senses tuned in. And stay connected all you can until that bleeds through somehow the Spirit speaking to you. And you're sure of it. And then make whatever adjustments and then that level will have taken place above just saying I'm sorry to God and not really getting the message so if there's a message I just don't expect it to work the same as when that's all over with and I really am sorry and I'm sincere and God knows it I've had times like that that nothing else transpired I didn't have any more guilt no more lessons got thrown out of me out of all the who's and what's and when's and where's and how's and stuff it just that stopped because the incident was over and I really was sorry and, and God knew it and loves me and Jesus didn't have to die or nobody else of course what he died for we'll get into that another time victory and power to be brief victory and power and I'll compare that to, to uh, an Indian oh I believe it was Lakota Indian, Sitting Bull, correct me if I'm wrong, Lakota, I think. And he did a ritual where he couldn't even lift his arms. He couldn't do in combat. But the pain ritual and the suffering, that was to get his victory for his people during his war. And I believe that the, you know, war we're in as Christians trying to do upright things includes his bleeding on the cross. And, and I don't believe that he died and I don't believe they had died just like he said quoting what they have documented that, that I don't have to die to save you God already loves you like the Islamic said and when he he supposedly said my church is the world well if you go looking for spirituality through different cultures and come back to your tribe with what they call the way that was what Jesus created the way at least according to what you have documented I don't know I wasn't there you say you know but you do not know Right. I wasn't there. That's what they have documented. That's the best way to portray that. Now, when you leave my audience, I'm not the preacher that your dad and mom who you trust told you that you could trust or even implicated or suggested measures 
left you thinking you could trust your preacher. And I'm telling you what I know. You should have faith in this. Brainwashed you. I know it's documented. I know these principles here and here and here. And I can use educated speech to teach you about that principle. How it's expansive love. How it's expansive joy. How uprightness will bring those. You should edify your spirit. You should be firm in your convictions, which is edifying, strengthening, growth, those comparisons. You should, because the darkness of the day will be enough, and I believe I like to give that because the principle is sound to, to my King Jesus, but I don't know he said it. But indeed, there will be evil of today in comparison to what they do have documented that Jesus supposedly said, and I, I would like to give it to him. So if you will serve the love and the peace and joy and the righteousness, the expansive, growing, you know, there's a difference in contracting and, and being fearful, and being angry and being full of hate, than being full of righteousness and love and peace and joy. But just because you were made joyful and was a naughty person doesn't mean that you've really given joy in the right sense to the divine. Now, the divine can use that type of energy and it's good that you feed like it's like saying father here is fruit like when you come in the father of your household is 70 years old but he's been maintaining his household the best he could and you come in at 16 or 19 a really respectful son would be like father put your feet up and would maybe rub your feet or, or offer you fruit I have fruit that I've gathered today would you like grapes same way father Here's joy. Yes, joy is joy any way you look at it. But rightful joy will be more enduring and rightful conditioning to think right stuff. And that's the reason that I'm telling you what I've learned both inside and outside of the source you're using in conventional church. I want you to be able to see from a fair perspective, not blinded by Oh, I'm your preacher. I'm ordained. You should trust everything I say. If you're going to trust mine, you're going to trust it because I told you what was documented. And I told you where the peanut was to when I said, God, I didn't have your energy or anything else lending to any hidden peanut under any shell trick. I didn't have it broke up into a trinity that didn't exist before that war and the, and the burning of people and books. I'm using as viable of avenues as that ever was when you have lost books and Nag Mahami libraries and Gnostic teachings, and you say, well, that's wrong. No, that is non-conventional. I'm a non-conventional Christian. I'm an honest man before a great and terrible God. And when I say God, the peanut is under divine. Divine spirit that made Job Adonai, and I do not fear Job Adonai. And you can have an apostle tell me that a cursed man hangs from a tree, and if I get hung from one, I hung like my king, and that's who I serve. And you know what else my king supposedly said? I like to give to him because the principle is sound. He said, serve not the prophet and serve not the teacher, but serve the Lord. Now, you can play shell tricks with that word Lord, and you can say, oh, he meant the Father. The Gnostics, when they referred to the Father, meant, according to documentation, the divine consciousness, the spirit, the one consciousness that made Job Adonai. And that evil demiurge, which was being books burnt, people that had anything to bring to the table, 
that would con contradict the Roman Church's Trinity. You see, that's where they're getting voodoo on you, and they've got history of using it, and I'll go into that later. But edify your spirit because there'll be enough fear. There'll be enough anger. There'll be enough hatred. There'll be enough evil of the day. So serve what's right. Have peace. Have rightful peace. And yes, joy is joy. Joy is joy. I mean, but if you'll condition and your joy find it in uprightness, I do my best like something. I'm going to close it with this. Try to condition myself to make serving the divine. And I put the peanut under the divine when I said it. My greatest joy. And I enjoyed this conversation. I enjoyed telling you about edifying your spirit. And it'll be good because the evil of today is always sufficient. Peace and peace profound. Happy holidays and happy new years.